Hello, and welcome to Sam's Podcast. I always wanted to create one, but I didn't know what of what. Before I go ahead and tell you everything, this is going to be a podcast of life, tough decisions, and just a lot of heavy stuff. Now, the reason why I choose to do this podcast, I've suffered from depression for about a long time, (laughs) about 12 years, and I'm 20 years old. No, I wasn't beaten as a kid or anything, and I'll just go ahead and tell you, life is unfair but I wouldn't consider it that. I don't want to explain it to the T, but this is mainly made for teenagers or any kind of adults suffering their past problems that they buried or anything that that they can probably even think of. This is my life story. All names will be changed except my own. I have memory issues, and it's all because of it. That segment will be way down the road, I think. This isn't like a personal diary, but I guess it would be like a inspirational thing more than anything. Not only will I be helping out you guys with whatever you have in your life going on, but maybe I can help you with life decisions or some kind of energetic thing, I guess. Now, to start this off, how I started, why I wanted to do this, it's because I was contacted by an ex about six months ago. He wasn't doing too good, and he never dealt with depression before on his own. I helped him a little bit on that, but that got me thinking, running my mind through things about, hey, maybe not a lot of people understand. Because, yeah, you have, like, football players or baseball players who are quite popular because they have very, very good charisma. Or maybe they're just good-looking. But, eh. Some people just don't understand. And it's not their fault. Maybe they have great parents. But I'm not saying that they had great parents. Or people don't. I'm just saying great parents as in nobody's perfect. But somehow they made it to where the kid grew up to be okay with things. Learned how to cope with things a different way than being upset. Depression isn't a choice. I know this. Then again, if it was a choice, I would have ended this crap a long time ago. In a healthy way. Now, whenever you're depressed, it's it's difficult because it's different between different people. Boys and girls or any kind of gender that you specify yourself as, and I'm not meaning to sound sexist or anything. It's just... Nowadays, 
Life has gotten really complicated. It has. Which is another reason why some people are depressed too. Because they don't know who they are yet. Maybe they're trying to figure out who they are. So maybe this is a podcast for you too. Continuing on, I'm currently laying in my bed. With a gaming headset on because I do... Sorry. I chose to do a YouTube channel. To try to help me through things. No, I'm not going to self-sponsor. Therefore, I'm not going to tell you my channel name. Thank you. And... Going back to the ex that contacted me. He went through a breakup. This guy had everything. A smarts. He was fit. He was really funny. And he was always there for me until something happened. I don't really remember. But we let bygones be bygones. And we contacted each other every now and then. And I know what you're thinking. Exes. Haha. <laughs> Why is she talking to an ex? Why would she talk to an ex-boyfriend at all? Maybe she's lonely. Maybe she wants something. We all know, but no. It's not even the fact that I want something out of it. He contacted me first, and I chose to help him. Um, his girlfriend broke up with him. She told him she wasn't in love with him anymore. I don't know the specifics, but I felt bad for him. He gave this girl everything. He worked a lot to be able to provide her with whatever she wanted. I believe they even had an apartment together. But she didn't have to do anything. He gave her a car. Now, I don't know what kind of boyfriend gives a girl a car, but dang. (laughs) I'd be one lucky little girl then. So, he came to me. Because ever since I was eight, suffered through depression, and he didn't know how to cope with it during our relationship. Because he didn't know what was going on, he didn't know how I felt. And he talked to me, he said, hey Sam, um, I don't know how I feel. Now, coming from a guy that would just be, hey Sammy McSamberstein, what's up, what's kicking Do you want to go down here to the lake and, like, go fishing or just go to a football game together? Which I absolutely hated football, and I still do. For some reason, I just can't grasp the concept of it. Sorry, my guys, or girls, or whoever you are. I just don't understand football. I'm not the sporty type. Um, I'm clumsy as heck. Well, anyway, he, uh... He was asking why he felt that way. He was... He didn't even explain how he felt. I basically told him, Hey, you feel like this, this, and this, don't you? You you feel like the world's coming down on you. You can't breathe. I mean, you can, but you feel like you can't. You feel like the world is... not, Not even against you. It's more of a... You don't feel there. You're not you. 
kind of like Snickers. You're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> but you're not you when you're depressed. Yeah, I know. That's kind of weird coming from somebody that you don't even know. But everybody experiences this differently. Everybody has a reason of why it happens. What triggers it. There's always a trigger. Now, I'm not talking about a... Um, I say I'm an astrologist. And you name a star wrong. Or you're talking about like you're a cheese enthusiast, I guess. Somebody calls cheddar cheese some kind of mozzarella and you're just like, oh man, I'm triggered. No. It's um, I guess it would be a metaphor. Once you shoot the bullet, the bullet being the problem, or the situation. Once it hits you, or hits the object, which would be you, it changes things. Of course, whenever you get a limb chomped off, or you get bit on the finger, and you damage a couple nerves, it's not the same again, is it? If you burn your arm with bacon grease, the burn's still there for a while, maybe like a day or two. It feels red. It's there. Somehow you won't forget the feeling of it. Every time that you go through it, it's different. It's almost like a pregnancy that I've never been through, but I've heard. Pregnancies are different every time. Just about. Unless you're really, really lucky, I guess. (laughs) Now, continuing on. This podcast... Podcast is this first one's going to be a disclaimer and the second one will be the start of everything now I don't know the plan with this and I don't know when I'm going to start things I don't know how to do any of this I don't even know if there's any warnings that I should bring on to this besides this may cause emotional trauma or this could do this this could do that there may be strong language I'm going to keep it out. I'm going to keep out the strong language. Because I don't know who would be listening. But, yeah. I really do appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. If you finished it all the way through on this first episode. But, if you would like to, on this first one, you can ask me personal questions. Like, hey... Um, I'll keep it anonymous, eh, of course. But you can ask me, hey, what does it feel like to be sad? Or I'm feeling sad and I don't know why um, I feel like this, this, and this. Can you explain? I'd be glad to. Heck, we might even find something out new that I don't even know. Isn't that lovely about life? But anyway, this is the first episode, and I really do appreciate you guys listening. And I'll see you in the next video. Well, it's not a video then. (laughs) Sorry. I'm so used to YouTube. Bye, guys. Hello. And welcome to Sam's podcast. 
I always wanted to create one, but I didn't know what of what. Before I go ahead and tell you everything, this is going to be a podcast of life, tough decisions, and just a lot of heavy stuff. Now, the reason why I choose to do this podcast, I've suffered from depression for about a long time, (laughs) about 12 years, and I'm 20 years old. No, I wasn't beaten as a kid or anything, and I'll just go ahead and tell you, life is unfair but I wouldn't consider it that. I don't want to explain it to the T, but this is mainly made for teenagers or any kind of adults suffering through past problems that they buried or anything that that they can probably even think of. This is my life story. All names will be changed except my own. I have memory issues, and it's all because of it. That segment would be way down the road, I think. This isn't like a personal diary, but I guess it would be like a inspirational thing more than anything. Not only will I be helping out you guys with whatever you have in your life going on, but maybe I can help you with life decisions or some kind of energetic thing, I guess. Now, to start this off, how I started, why I wanted to do this, it's because I was contacted by an ex about six months ago. He wasn't doing too good, and he never dealt with depression before on his own. I helped him a little bit on that, but that got me thinking, running my mind through things about, hey, maybe not a lot of people understand. Because, yeah, you have, like, football players or baseball players who are quite popular because they have very, very good charisma. Or maybe they're just good-looking. But, eh. Some people just don't understand. And it's not their fault. Maybe they have great parents. But I'm not saying that they had great parents. Or people don't. I'm just saying great parents as in nobody's perfect. But somehow they made it to where the kid grew up to be okay with things. Learned how to cope with things a different way than being upset. Depression isn't a choice, I know this. Then again, if it was a choice, I would have ended this crap a long time ago. In a healthy way. Now, whenever you're depressed, it's it's difficult because it's different between different people. Boys and girls or any kind of gender that you specify yourself as, and I'm not meaning to sound sexist or anything. It's just... Nowadays, life has gotten really complicated. It has. Which is another reason why some people 
are depressed too, because they don't know who they are yet. Maybe they're trying to figure out who they are. So maybe this is a podcast for you too. Continuing on, I'm currently laying in my bed with a gaming headset on because I do... Sorry. I chose to do a YouTube channel to try to help me through things. No, I'm not going to self-sponsor. Therefore, I'm not going to tell you my channel name. Thank you. And going back to the ex that contacted me, he went through a breakup. This guy had everything. Smarts. He was fit. He was really funny. And he was always there for me until something happened. I don't really remember. But we let bygones be bygones. And we contacted each other every now and then. And I know what you're thinking. Exes. Haha. <laughs> Why is she talking to an ex? Why would she talk to an ex-boyfriend at all? Maybe she's lonely. Maybe she wants something. We all know. But no. It's not even the fact that I want something out of it. He contacted me first, and I chose to help him. Um, his girlfriend broke up with him. She told him she wasn't in love with him anymore. I don't know the specifics, but I felt bad for him. He gave this girl everything. He worked a lot to be able to provide her with whatever she wanted. I believe they even had an apartment together. But she didn't have to do anything. He gave her a car. Now, I don't know what kind of boyfriend gives a girl a car, but dang. (laughs) I'd be one lucky little girl then. So, he came to me because ever since I was eight, suffered through depression, and he didn't know how to cope with it during our relationship, because he didn't know what was going on, he didn't know how I felt, and he talked to me, he said, hey Sam, um, I don't know how I feel, now coming from a guy that just be, hey Sammy McSamberstein, what's up, what's kicking Do you want to go down here to the lake and, like, go fishing or just go to a football game together? Which I absolutely hated football, and I still do. For some reason, I just can't grasp the concept of it. Sorry, my guys, (laughs) or girls, or whoever you are. I just don't understand football. I'm not the sporty type. Um, I'm clumsy as heck. Well, anyway, he, uh... He was asking why he felt that way. He was... He didn't even explain how he felt. I basically told him, Hey, you feel like this, this, and this, don't you? You you feel like the world's coming down on you. You can't breathe. I mean, you can, but you feel like you can't. You feel like the world is... not, Not even against you. It's more of a... You don't feel there. You're not you kind of like Snickers. You're not you when you're hungry. (laughs) But you're not you when you're depressed. 
Yeah, I know, that's kind of weird coming from somebody that you don't even know, but everybody experiences this differently. Everybody has a reason of why it happens, what triggers it. There's always a trigger. Now, I'm not talking about a... Um, I say I'm an astrologist, and you name a star wrong. Or you're talking about, like, you're a cheese enthusiast, I guess. Somebody calls cheddar cheese some kind of mozzarella, and you're just like, oh man, I'm triggered. No. It's, um... I guess it would be a metaphor. Once you shoot the bullet, the bullet being the problem, or the situation, once it hits you, or hits the object, which would be you, it changes things. Of course, whenever you get a limb chomped off, or you get bit on the finger, and you damage a couple nerves, it's not the same again, is it? If you burn your arm with bacon grease, the burn's still there for a while, maybe like a day or two. It feels red. It's there. Somehow you won't forget the feeling of it. Every time that you go through it, it's different. It's almost like a pregnancy that I've never been through, but I've heard. Pregnancies are different every time. Just about. Unless you're really, really lucky, I guess. (laughs) Now, continuing on. This podcast podcast is... This first one's going to be a disclaimer. (laughs) And the second one will be the start of everything. Now, I don't know the plan with this. And I don't know when I'm going to start things. I don't know how to do any of this. I don't even know if there's any warnings that I should bring onto this besides this may cause emotional trauma or this could do this, this could do that. There may be strong language. I'm going to keep it out. I'm going to keep out the strong language because I don't know who would be listening. But, yeah. I really do appreciate you guys listening to this podcast if you finished it all the way through on this first episode. But, if you would like to on this first one, you can ask me personal questions like, hey, um, I'll keep it anonymous, eh, of course, but you can ask me, hey, what does it feel like to be sad or I'm feeling sad, and I don't know why um, I feel like this, this, and this. Can you explain? I'd be glad to. Heck, we might even find something out new that I don't even know. Isn't that lovely about life? But anyway, this is the first episode, and I really do appreciate you guys listening. And I'll see you in the next video. Well, it's not a video then. (laughs) Sorry. I'm so used to YouTube. Bye, guys. Hello, and welcome to Sam's Podcast. I always wanted to create one, but I didn't know what of what. Before I 
go ahead and tell you everything. This is going to be a podcast of life, tough decisions, and just a lot of heavy stuff. Now, the reason why I choose to do this podcast, I've suffered from depression for about a long time, (laughs) about 12 years, and I'm 20 years old. No, I wasn't beaten as a kid or anything, and I'll just go ahead and tell you, life is unfair, but I wouldn't consider it that. I don't want to explain it to the T, but this is mainly made for teenagers or any kind of adults suffering their past problems that they buried or anything that that they can probably even think of. This is my life story. All names will be changed except my own. I have memory issues, and it's all because of it. That segment will be way down the road, I think. This isn't like a personal diary, but I guess it would be like a inspirational thing more than anything. Not only will I be helping out you guys with whatever you have in your life going on, but maybe I can help you with life decisions or some kind of energetic thing, I guess. Now, to start this off, how I started, why I wanted to do this, it's because I was contacted by an ex about six months ago. He wasn't doing too good. And he never dealt with depression before on his own. I helped him a little bit on that, but that got me thinking, running my mind through things about, hey, maybe not a lot of people understand. Because yeah, you have like football players or baseball players who are quite popular because they have very, very good charisma. Or maybe they're just good looking. But some people just don't understand and it's not their fault maybe they have great parents but I'm not saying that they had great parents or people don't I'm just saying great parents as in nobody's perfect but somehow they made it to where the kid grew up to be okay with things learned how to cope with things a different way than being upset Depression isn't a choice, I know this. Then again, if it was a choice, I would have ended this crap a long time ago. In a healthy way. Now, whenever you're depressed, it's it's difficult because it's different between different people. Boys and girls or any kind of gender that you specify yourself as, and I'm not meaning to sound sexist or anything. It's just, nowadays, life has gotten really complicated. It has. Which is another reason why some people are depressed too, because they don't know who they are yet. Maybe they're trying to figure out who they are. 
So maybe this is a podcast for you too. Continuing on, I'm currently laying in my bed with a gaming headset on because I do... Blech, sorry. I chose to do a YouTube channel to try to help me through things. No, I'm not going to self-sponsor. Therefore, I'm not going to tell you my channel name. Thank you. And going back to the ex that contacted me, he went through a breakup. This guy had everything. Smarts. He was fit. He was really funny. And he was always there for me until something happened. I don't really remember. But we let bygones be bygones. And we contacted each other every now and then. And I know what you're thinking. Exes. Haha. <laughs> Why is she talking to an ex? Why would she talk to an ex-boyfriend at all? Maybe she's lonely. Maybe she wants something. We all know. But no. It's not even the fact that I want something out of it. He contacted me first. And I chose to help him. Um, his girlfriend broke up with him. She told him she wasn't in love with him anymore. I don't know the specifics, but I felt bad for him. He gave this girl everything. He worked a lot to be able to provide her with whatever she wanted. I believe they even had an apartment together. But she didn't have to do anything. He gave her a car. Now, I don't know what kind of boyfriend gives a girl a car, but dang. <laughs> I'd be one lucky little girl then. So, he came to me because ever since I was eight, suffered through depression, and he didn't know how to cope with it during our relationship because he didn't know what was going on. He didn't know how I felt. And he talked to me, he said, Hey Sam, um, I don't know how I feel. Now, coming from a guy that would just be, Hey Sammy McSamberstein, what's up? What's kicking? Do you want to go down here to the lake and like go fishing or just go to a football game together? Which I absolutely hated football and I still do. For some reason, I just can't grasp the concept of it. Sorry, my guys, (laughs) or girls, or whoever you are. I just don't understand football. I'm not the sporty type. Um, I'm clumsy as heck. Well, anyway, he, uh, he was asking why he felt that way. He was, he didn't even explain how he felt. I basically told him, hey, you feel like this, this, and this, don't you? You you feel like the world's coming down on you. You can't breathe. I mean, you can, but you feel like you can't. You feel like the world is not, not even against you. It's more of a, you don't feel there. You're not you. It's kind of like Snickers. You're not you when you're hungry. (laughs) But you're not you when you're depressed. Yeah, I know, that's kind of weird coming from somebody that you don't even know, but 
Everybody experiences this differently. Everybody has a reason of why it happens, what triggers it. There's always a trigger. Now, I'm not talking about a... Um, I say I'm an astrologist, and you name a star wrong. Or you're talking about, like, you're a cheese enthusiast, I guess. Somebody calls cheddar cheese some kind of mozzarella, and you're just like, oh, man, I'm triggered. No. It's, um... I guess it would be a metaphor... Once you shoot the bullet, the bullet being the problem or the situation, once it hits you or hits the object, which would be you, it changes things. Of course, whenever you get a limb chomped off or you get bit on the finger and you damage a couple nerves, it's not the same again, is it? If you burn your arm, with bacon grease, the burn's still there for a while, maybe like a day or two. It feels red. It's there. Somehow you won't forget the feeling of it. Every time that you go through it, it's different. It's almost like a pregnancy that I've never been through, but I've heard. Pregnancies are different every time. Just about. Unless you're really, really lucky, I guess. <laughs> now... Continuing on, this podcast, ugh, podcast is this first one's going to be a disclaimer, and the second one will be the start of everything. Now, I don't know the plan with this, and I don't know when I'm going to start things. I don't know how to do any of this. I don't even know if there's any warnings that I should bring onto this. Besides, this may cause emotional trauma. Or this could do this, this could do that. There may be strong language. I'm going to keep it out. I'm going to keep out the strong language. Because I don't know who would be listening. But, yeah. I really do appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. If you finished it all the way through on this first episode. But... If you would like to on this first one, you can ask me personal questions like, hey, um, I'll keep it anonymous, eh, of course, but you can ask me, hey, what does it feel like to be sad? Or I'm feeling sad and I don't know why um, I feel like this, this, and this. Can you explain? I'd be glad to. Heck, we might even find something out new that I don't even know. Isn't that lovely about life? But anyway, this is the first episode, and I really do appreciate you guys listening. And I'll see you in the next video. Well, it's not a video then. (laughs) Sorry. I'm so used to YouTube. Bye, guys. Welcome to episode 2 of what I renamed it as Life is a Sandwich, because my life is filled with puns. Now, where this all started 
where it all began. Depression, like I said, starts by a trigger. It's not easily caught time by a bullet in the vest, meaning you don't have somebody there at all to shelter you from it. Nowadays, you have either two sides. One side where you are sheltered from it completely to where you don't know how to feel whenever it does strike you. Or somebody on the other side has been completely subjected to it. Who has been there for everything. Who was not sheltered. Who was not protected. Or it's not the fact that they weren't protected. It's just nobody knew. Well, it all started with the divorce at age eight. Now, keeping this covered, um, my mom always had a crazy side of the family. I never understood what they did, what they do, or whatever. But you probably won't blame me for being angry later on in the videos. Well, podcast. Well, divorce changes people. It changes kids. It, it, it just messes everybody up. It changes the family dynamic. Especially whenever you have a dad that's disabled. And it doesn't make any sense, really. Whenever parents divorce, yeah, they give their kids joint custody. I love that word. Joint custody. It's like the child is some kind of object. It's like Oh, you get custody of the PS4 tonight, just like I do with my boyfriend. But, no. It's it's not the case. They, um... They put joint custody on me because I didn't want to live with my mother. But they wanted to give me the chance, the choice, to be able to see her. Which began all my problems. It really wasn't their fault, I guess. Whenever you're a parent, please, if you're ever going through a divorce and you have a kid involved, please make it as painless for them as possible. I don't want you to like shelter them as a you know like a baby. Well, if it's a baby, then it's like really, really hard to say, decide always. But Whenever there's kids involved and they're grown up enough to know emotion, grown up to know and feel loneliness, that's when the problem starts. Whenever you put a kid in it, please don't judge the other person. I mean, it's not the kid's fault that you got divorced. And if it is, I mean, it's kind of screwed up. But I don't judge. And I don't know why it would be a kid's fault for getting divorced. I really don't. Not judging here. Moving on. So, my two sisters chose to stay with my dad. No joint custody whatsoever. And I was in school. I was in 
fifth grade, maybe? I can't remember. It's probably nine. Whenever it fully got in effect. So, whenever I was in school, at first it started out as headaches. And then it turned into migraines. And my parents were kind of still together, living in the same house. Occasionally, I guess. But it gave me migraines to the point where I couldn't function at school. I was out all the time. I don't even know how I passed that grade. But I remember my mom would be working and she would come home. And she would um she would bring me some kind of medicine. Probably Pepto Bismol because whenever I'm I have a migraine, I throw up. But this was the time that my dad was disabled. Degenerative backbone disease is like really, really painful. It's like your bones start to disintegrate. But can't blame somebody with a health problem that they have no control of. Even if he took care of his bones and stuff, it probably would have done the same thing it did. Heck, my sister even has it. I think. Had. Has it. We'll check back up on that later. Well, whenever I was in school, everybody else had sleepovers. Had happy parents joining in on class activities. My grandfather would help. He would read books to our kids in kindergarten and such. He would volunteer for a field day. If you didn't have field day, I feel sorry for you. But if you're adopted, there's no shame of, like, not fitting in the family at all either. I know that's kind of like a weird thing, but I'm going to go ahead and bring that out. If you're adopted and you feel left out in your family, don't. Because you're loved. You're loved by your whole family. I just wanted to bring that up. Look at it this in a good way. <laughs> I heard this joke one time. And this one girl was being made fun of being adopted. I stole this off of a meme, so I'm sorry. There's this guy was like, Ha ha ha. Nobody wanted you. You were adopted. And the girl said, Yeah, well, at least my parents picked me. They were stuck with you. So think of that in a good way, I guess. But the divorce, yeah, it was kind of strange. My mom gave me a Nokia phone. You know, with the airtime minutes. I think it was track phone. And she would call me every night. Because she moved to Florida first. Now, she would go to Florida, back to where we are, back to Florida. And it was just a long way, halfway across the United States. Like, 8 to 10, maybe 14 hour drive to and from. But, eh, I don't know. I'm not a geologist or whatever, study maps. And... She would call me every night while she was at her parents' house. She had dial-up. But she hooked me up with this game called Second Life. 
we were able to see each other whenever she chose to be on. I had school, like I said. And I would stay up until 11 or 12 every night to get up at like 4 or 5 or 6 in the morning to be able to go to school. But I would get like 5 to 6 hours sleep a night because I miss my mom. And yeah, it's not easy. Whenever she stopped showing up online, whenever she stopped calling or she would forget, she always pointed the finger back at me. She would always uh, put it as my fault. Like, well, I know you had school that night, but, you know, I, I didn't want to bother you. And I'm like, Mom, we, we did this every day for three weeks. Not even then. Probably two. And I told her, what's so different about this time? She said, well, I mean, I heard you had a test coming up. I was like, I haven't told you about any tests. I don't think. I don't have another test for a few weeks. So it would go back from her pointing fingers to me to, I hope I said this at the beginning of the video, don't judge your kids. Don't pull them into the other person. Don't say anything bad about the other side if they have something to do with them. Because if you're trying to protect them, your parent, you choose to shelter them from whatever you do and do not. If they're young and they don't understand and they have joint custody, that's kind of different. But make sure they're safe. Don't do it in a negative way. Well, my mom would always say it was my family's fault that I didn't want anything to do with her. Whenever in reality, I tried reaching out to her with both hands and feet wide open, spread eagle, everything. So I felt like I was failing her. The reason why I was upset was because what I thought was my fault. This was the feeling of loneliness. This was the feeling of guilt. This was the feeling of everything's your fault. Three scoops of ice cream on top of each other. After a while, there's so many scoops and it's starting to melt and fall apart that you don't know what you're doing. This is whenever I started drowning without my life preserver. I can doggy paddle, just can't swim. My mom decided to have me meet one of her friends who had a daughter my age. Whenever she moved back to where we were at, 30 miles away from my house, to stay with her sister, she had a work buddy. And she let me spend the day with her friend who had a birthday party. We bought her a gift and everything. They had a pool. I could swim. Well... I don't know this about my mom. And I'll never get the answer. Never. Because, yeah. I was wondering if she was, you know, kind of not into men. Or playing both sides of the field, per se. And I'm not judging. 
It's just because she had a lot of lady friends and a few that she did a lot of weird stuff with. Not in that way, but I don't know. It was it was kind of strange. So we stayed over there for the day, having a birthday party. Me and my mom and her friend helped decorate. And the girl didn't talk to me. I was the only one that was outside the group of friends. Everybody else would hang out daily. and So I just spent time with my mom listening to Kid Rock. Um, all summer long, I believe, was the song. And we were dancing, singing, blowing up balloons. White carpet touching my feet. Vanilla birthday cake in the back. I remember the layout of the house. It's as if it was yesterday. But that's the problem. It must be short term then with memory issues. So, anyway, the kid kind of just didn't speak to me. I don't remember her name. So not only am I feeling lonely and the first time my mom wants to spend time with me is whenever she wants to go to a birthday party with her friend who she was working with and I don't know who else was there. I felt more lonely and I felt dragged down. I didn't understand. So this was before I knew about depression still. I was about 10 at this time, struggling with two years of my mom being gone to Florida. Now, her mom and dad had health problems, I believe. Her mom had health problems with her heart. I don't remember what her father had problems with. I never understood the family tree either because the mom had like three or four different fathers. There were so many half-sisters that I couldn't even keep track of. And also during this time, I had an aunt. She had a daughter with Asperger's, and she had ADHD, OCD, and a bunch of other things. I think ADD as well. She would constantly spin around the floor. But anyway, she was from Colorado. And she, um, she brought her kid over. I can't remember the name. She was like four. Or three. Just old enough to walk and spin around and make a lot of noise. She she spent the night with her daughter and her husband at the time. Over at my grandparents' house. We gave her a chance to be able to be a part of our family. Because she was always cool with my dad. And she always said that she would be there for me. I talked to her on the side whenever my mom didn't talk to me. Whenever she wouldn't answer my phone calls. Whenever she wasn't even online with me. So I talked to her sister. And I'm not even sure if it was a full sister or half. But at the time, it was like she was there for me. I told her not to tell anything that I told her about how I felt with my mom. I told her things that my family thought about my mom and why did I feel upset about it. 
Why was I going through these things that I didn't understand? This time I hit puberty and it was really horrible. <laughs> but I didn't understand. Well, one day, Sabrina contacted my dad. The reason why I called it Sabrina, well, her, is because my dad always complained and called her Sabrina the teenage bitch. Sorry about my words. But she wasn't that. I'm just, I don't know. I don't remember if her real name was Sabrina or Bree. I can't remember. Because I called her mom so much. And that's the only other real name I'm giving. Um, reason why is because she's dead. And I know that's kind of heavy. I tried spitting this out earlier, but I couldn't. There's a lot of unanswered questions. But I'll explain later. So anyway, through the divorce, um, high school was... No, no, it was middle school. It was tough. And I didn't have that many friends. I only had a couple. And the one friend that I had, she had depression too. She was the reason why I found out that I had it too. She didn't even tell me. I found the word out myself. I found the word carved into her. Whenever people carve into themselves, physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever, it's there. You can see it in their eyes. You can see somebody drained. You can see somebody feel hopeless. It was everything. So anyway, um, my aunt got kicked out of the family circle. Because she contacted my mom. And my mom wasn't happy. She was saying, oh, you guys are driving me away from her. Why are you driving her away from me? Why are you saying all these things about me? They're not true. Some of them were. That's for another time. Why are you saying this? Why are you saying that? My dad hated the drama, so he came to me. He asked me what I said. I told him. Because at that time, I wasn't a compulsive liar. I'm not anymore. Life straightened me out on that. But then we had... I guess it would be... A really big miscommunication. Whenever my aunt got kicked out of the circle... I lost somebody. I lost a friend. Because I didn't want any more drama. I don't know. When you lose somebody, it's kind of hard. But that's enough for episode two, I think. About 20 minutes. And I hope you enjoyed and stay tuned. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Welcome to episode 2 of what I renamed it as Life is a Sandwich. 
because my life is filled with puns. Now, where this all started, where it all began, depression, like I said, starts by a trigger. It's not easily caught in time by a bullet proof vest, meaning you don't have somebody there at all to shelter you from it. Nowadays, you have either two sides. One side where you are sheltered from it completely, to where you don't know how to feel whenever it does strike you. Or somebody on the other side has been completely subjected to it, who has been there for everything, who was not sheltered, who was not protected, or it's not the fact that they weren't protected, it's just nobody knew. Well, it all started with the divorce at age eight. Now, keeping this covered, um, my mom always had a crazy side of the family. I never understood what they did, what they do, or whatever, but you probably won't blame me for being angry later on in the videos, well, podcast. Well, divorce changes people. It changes kids. It, it, it just messes everybody up. It changes the family dynamic, especially whenever you have a dad that's disabled. And it doesn't make any sense, really. Whenever parents divorce, yeah, they give their kids joint custody. I love that word, joint custody. It's like the child is some kind of object. It's like, oh, you get custody of the PS4 tonight, just like I do with my boyfriend. But, no. It's, it's not the case. They, um... They put joint custody on me because I didn't want to live with my mother. But they wanted to give me the chance, the choice, to be able to see her. Which began all my problems. It really wasn't their fault, I guess. Whenever you're a parent, please... If you're ever going through a divorce and you have a kid involved, please make it as painless for them as possible. I don't want you to like, shelter them as a, you know, like a baby. Well, if it's a baby, then it's like really, really hard to decide always. But whenever there's kids involved and they're grown up enough to know emotion, grown up to know and feel loneliness. That's when the problem starts. Whenever you put a kid in it, please don't judge the other person. I mean, it's not the kid's fault that you got divorced. And if it is, I mean, it's kind of screwed up. But I don't judge. And I don't know why it would be a kid's fault for getting divorced. I really don't. Not judging here. Moving on. So, 
my two sisters chose to stay with my dad. No joint custody whatsoever. And I was in school. I was in fifth grade, maybe? I can't remember. It's probably nine. Whenever it fully got in effect. So, whenever I was in school, at first it started out as headaches. And then it turned into migraines. And my parents were kind of still together, living in the same house. Occasionally, I guess. But it gave me migraines to the point where I couldn't function at school. I was out all the time. I don't even know how I passed that grade. But I remember my mom would be working and she would come home. And she would, um, she would bring me some kind of medicine. Probably Pepto-Bismol because whenever I'm, I have a migraine, I throw up. But this was the time that my dad was disabled. Degenerative backbone disease is, like, really, really painful. It's like your bones start to disintegrate. But can't blame somebody with a health problem that they have no control of. Even if he took care of his bones and stuff, it probably would have done the same thing it did. Heck, my sister even has it. I think. Had. Has it. We'll check back up on that later. Well, whenever I was in school, everybody else had sleepovers. Had happy parents joining in on class activities. My grandfather would help. He would read books to our kids in kindergarten and such. He would volunteer for a field day. If you didn't have field day, I feel sorry for you. But if you're adopted, there's no shame of, like, not fitting in the family at all either. I know that's kind of like a weird thing, but I'm going to go ahead and bring that out. If you're adopted and you feel left out in your family, don't. Because you're loved. You're loved by your whole family. I just wanted to bring that up. Look at it this in a good way. <laughs> I heard this joke one time. And this one girl was being made fun of being adopted. I stole this off of a meme, so I'm sorry. There's this guy was like, ha ha ha. Nobody wanted you, you were adopted. And the girl said, Yeah, well, at least my parents picked me. They were stuck with you. So think of that in a good way, I guess. But the divorce, yeah, it was kind of strange. My mom gave me a Nokia phone. You know, with the airtime minutes. I think it was track phone. And she would call me every night. Because she moved to Florida first. Now, she would go to Florida, back to where we are, back to Florida. And it was just a long way, halfway across the United States. Like, 8 to 10, maybe 14 hour drive to and from. But, eh, I don't know. I'm not a geologist or whatever, study maps. And... 
she would call me every night while she was at her parents' house. She had dial-up, but she hooked me up with this game called Second Life. We were able to see each other whenever she chose to be on. I had school, like I said, and I would stay up until 11 or 12 every night to get up at like 4 or 5 or 6 in the morning to be able to go to school, but I would get like 5 to 6 hours sleep a night because I miss my mom. And, yeah, it's not easy. Whenever she stopped showing up online, whenever she stopped calling, or she would forget, she always pointed the finger back at me. She would always uh, put it as my fault, like, well, I know you had school that night, but, you know, I, I didn't want to bother you. And I'm like, Mom, we, we did this every day for three weeks. Not even then. Probably two. And I told her, what's so different about this time? She said, well, I mean, I heard you had a test coming up. I was like, I haven't told you about any tests. I don't think. I don't have another test for a few weeks. So it would go back from her pointing fingers to me to, I hope I said this at the beginning of the video, don't judge your kids. Don't pull them into the other person. Don't say anything bad about the other side if they have something to do with them. Because if you're trying to protect them, your parent, you choose to shelter them from whatever you do and do not. If they're young and they don't understand and they have joint custody, that's kind of different. But make sure they're safe. Don't do it in a negative way. Well, my mom would always say it was my family's fault that I didn't want anything to do with her. Whenever in reality, I tried reaching out to her with both hands and feet wide open, spread eagle, everything. So I felt like I was failing her. The reason why I was upset was because what I thought was my fault. This was the feeling of loneliness. This was the feeling of guilt. This was the feeling of everything's your fault. Three scoops of ice cream on top of each other. After a while, there's so many scoops and it's starting to melt and fall apart that you don't know what you're doing. This is whenever I started drowning without my life preserver. I can doggy paddle, just can't swim. My mom decided to have me meet one of her friends who had a daughter my age. Whenever she moved back to where we were at, 30 miles away from my house, to stay with her sister, she had a work buddy. And she let me spend the day with her friend who had a birthday party. We bought her a gift and everything. They had a pool. I could swim. Well... I don't know this about my mom. And I'll never get the answer. Never. Because, yeah. I was wondering if she was, you know, kind of 
not into men. Or playing both sides of the field, per se. And I'm not judging. It's just because she had a lot of lady friends. And a few that she did a lot of weird stuff with. Not in that way, but... I don't know. It was it was kind of strange. So... We stayed over there for the day, having a birthday party. Me and my mom and her friend helped decorate. And... The girl didn't talk to me. I was the only one that was outside the group of friends. Everybody else would hang out daily. and So I just spent time with my mom listening to Kid Rock. Um, all summer long, I believe, was the song. And we were dancing, singing, blowing up balloons. White carpet touching my feet. Vanilla birthday cake in the back. I remember the layout of the house as if it was yesterday. But that's the problem. It must be short term then with memory issues. So, anyway, the kid kind of just didn't speak to me. I don't remember her name. So, not only am I feeling lonely, and the first time my mom wants to spend time with me is whenever she wants to go to a birthday party with her friend who she was working with and I don't know who else was there. I felt more lonely. And I felt dragged down. I didn't understand. So, this was before I knew about depression still. I was about 10 at this time. Struggling with two years of my mom being gone to Florida. Now, her mom and dad had health problems, I believe. Her mom had health problems with her heart. I don't remember what her father had problems with. I never understood the family tree either because the mom had like three or four different fathers. and There were so many half-sisters that I couldn't even keep track of. And... Also during this time, I had an aunt. She had a daughter with Asperger's, and she had ADHD, OCD, and a bunch of other things. I think ADD as well. She would constantly spin around the floor. But anyway, she was from Colorado. And she she brought her kid over. I can't remember the name. She was like or three just old enough to walk and spin around and make a lot of noise she she spent the night with her daughter and her husband at the time over at my grandparents house we gave her a chance to be able to be a part of our family because she was always cool with my dad and she always said that she would be there for me I talked to her on the side whenever my mom didn't talk to me. Whenever she wouldn't answer my phone calls. Whenever she wasn't even online with me. So I talked to her sister. And I'm not even sure if it was a full sister or half. But at the time, it was like she was there for me. I told her not to tell anything that I told her about how I felt with my mom. 
I told her things that my family thought about my mom. And why did I feel upset about it? Why was I going through these things I didn't understand? This time I hit puberty and it was really horrible. (laughs) But I didn't understand. Well, one day, Sabrina contacted my dad. The reason why I called it Sabrina, well, her, is because my dad always complained and called her Sabrina the teenage bitch. Sorry about my words. But she wasn't that. I'm just, I don't know. I don't remember if her real name was Sabrina or Bree. I can't remember. Because I called her mom so much. And that's the only other real name I'm giving. Um, reason why is because she's dead. And I know that's kind of heavy. I tried spitting this out earlier, but I couldn't. There's a lot of unanswered questions. But I'll explain later. So anyway, through the divorce, um, high school was, no, no, it was middle school, it was tough. And I didn't have that many friends, I only had a couple. And the one friend that I had, she had depression too. She was the reason why I found out that I had it too. She didn't even tell me. I found the word out myself. I found the word carved into her. Whenever people carve into themselves, physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever, it's there. You can see it in their eyes. You can see somebody drained. You can see somebody feel hopeless. It was everything. So anyway, um, my aunt got kicked out of the family circle because she contacted my mom. My mom wasn't happy. She was saying, oh, you guys are driving me away from her. Why are you driving her away from me? Why are you saying all these things about me? They're not true. Some of them were. That's for another time. Why are you saying this? Why are you saying that? My dad hated the drama, so he came to me. He asked me what I said. I told him. Because at that time, I wasn't a compulsive liar. I'm not anymore. Life straightened me out on that. But then we had... I guess it would be... A really big miscommunication. Whenever my aunt got kicked out of the circle, I lost somebody. I lost a friend. Because I didn't want any more drama. I don't know. When you lose somebody, it's kind of hard. But that's enough for episode two, I think. About 20 minutes. And I hope you enjoyed and stay tuned. Thank you guys. Bye-bye.